Hey, I'm Cameron. I'm Malcolm Jones. And welcome to the Land Cable Podcast, where we talk about all things gaming, mostly. Whether you're from PC or console, or from Steam or Epic, we got you covered with the latest news, the latest topics, and the latest gaming mishaps. So plug in your keyboards, mouses, and even Steam controllers if you got them, because the Land Cable Podcast starts now. And welcome back, everybody, to the Land Cable Podcast. I'm Cameron. I'm Malcolm Jones. And yeah, we're back. We're giving you guys another great episode of the Land Cable Podcast. We got a lot to talk about today. As always, you guys can always follow us at JonesBros6 on Twitter. And you can follow me on Twitch at uh, Normac220. Um, always on Twitch. Well, not always. I've been slacking lately because of work, but, uh, I'll definitely, I'll definitely be back on Twitch, uh, soon, if not tonight. So definitely look forward to that. But, uh, yeah, long week, long week for me, at least, uh, been working a lot. Uh, how have you been Malcolm? I've been good. I've been good. Trying to catch up on some games. Uh, been having a good time with that. Uh, school is about to come back in session. This will be my last semester. Uh, then I get my BA, which is great. Very nice. Um, Very but nice. I'm about to be busy, but I will always keep time for the podcast, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I had to. I said to myself, you know, I'm definitely going to make more time for the podcast. And that's why, you know, I did the whole thing with getting a new mic so I can try and sound more professional. Uh, you know, if I'm going to do podcasting, I'm going to commit and do it right. So, you know, I did I did that and uh, haven't been playing a lot of games, though. The only games I've been playing uh this week have been Battlefront 2, um, uh, play a little bit of Hitman, and then I played uh, um, a little bit of uh, Cyberpunk, but not much, not much to really talk about it. But, uh, but yeah, any any games you've been playing this week? Yeah, for me, I've been playing the old MMO Vindictus. It's uh, it's pretty old, but it's a it's a it's a great game. The leveling system is a lot better than it used to be. Okay. You don't need a really strong PC to play it on the highest settings. And it's okay. a good game to get into with all your friends. And it's, again, it's free to play, so that's great. Oh, so it um, is multiplayer. Also, yeah, it's MMO. Okay. Yeah, so it's multiplayer, and I've been playing some Minecraft on the side as well. Nice, nice, very nice. Obviously modded. <laughs> you you haven't played the game in its base form, only modded or no? I have. I I am on a a server that uh, Minecraft Realms. Okay. Uh, I am playing vanilla. Uh, I don't like it as much, but I'm more of a modded person in Minecraft. But it's you know still a good game. Oh okay, absolutely. Yeah, I, I I'll never give Minecraft a chance. Uh, you know, I, I I'm just not a fan of the style. Right I'm not out a fan. the gate, I will never give Minecraft a chance. Do you hear this man? He's <laughs> talking shit about Minecraft, but he likes Destiny too. Listen, it's such listen. a hypocritical shit. Well, listen, listen. You are starting this. the podcast with "I won't give it a chance." Wow. I can't. I can't. It's not. Listen, people. It's not my kind of game. Everybody has their kind of games that they're into. It's just not my kind of game. I've seen people play it, and judging from what I've seen, it's just I'm not interested. I. I'm, you know what? I know I'm not alone out there. I know there are some people out there who don't care for Minecraft. I know there are. That's know. fine, but they don't go on start off with, I won't give it a chance. That's interesting. Fine, fine. The, okay, I, 
I revoke my statement. I wasn't even planning on talking shit about Destiny 2, but it just freaking started. (laughs) (laughs) No, I will revoke my uh, statement. I'll say... I, if I do, in fact, ever play Minecraft, I know for a fact that I won't like it. I will. I'll never. Wow. I won't say never. I'll give it a chance. I, if I one day, I probably will give it a chance. Never say never. You know, I've done things that I never thought I would do in life, but here we are. Um, I, if, if it happens, it happens. But I can tell you right now, it ain't going to be considered a favorite of mine to play. So that's fine. Um, that's yeah. completely fine. I, I Besides, just... modded Minecraft is Minecraft that most people like because it's not vanilla. There's a lot of different stuff you can do in that game. Yeah, well, vanilla, I completely understand. Yeah, you have well, to do everything like legit. It's just it's not... like after a while, that's not fun. So. No, no. Well, well, time will tell. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably. What what game I do want to play is uh, Doom Eternal. I'll probably play that soon. And I also want to play uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, the story, because I haven't, as big of a Star Wars fan as we are, uh, you haven't played the story either, uh, you told me before. Uh, no, I have not. Yeah, yeah, not yet. Yeah. And I heard it's really good. I heard it's decent. Um, it's canon, so I should play the story. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, um, I probably won't get into Star Wars Battlefront on two on pc as much as i did for playstation 4 because i have so much time invested into the playstation 4 version i don't see myself you know putting in as the the same amount from a multiplayer perspective from a multiplayer perspective yeah um you know because i've leveled up so much in that game over the course of the years um that it's been out so i don't plan on uh on uh spending that much time again on battlefront 2 especially when you know they're probably going to make a battlefront 3 or something else uh, after this but uh you know uh, not not talking about the games that we love i mean that we uh that we haven't given a chance like me minecraft but uh now we're going to go into a game we're going to go into game of the week and this game is a game that we do love and that we are excited for which is resident evil village now resident evil village has been talked about uh ever since was it yesterday or the day before i can't remember um, it's been a couple days. Yeah, it's been a couple days since uh, they showcased it. Very short showcase. Uh, me and Malcolm watched it uh, recently before the podcast, and to just to get a sense of what the game was like, and we watched the demo and everything. And uh, yeah, what what were your thoughts on it, uh, Malcolm? The day one, no question. That's just that's just how that is. Um, if you loved or even liked Resident Evil Seven, you will fall in love with Resident Evil Eight. Without a doubt, we're back to first-person survival horror. Uh, we just watched the demo, and my gosh, I mean, it's yeah. it just looks so gorgeous. It's so atmospheric. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's basically everything you loved about Seven, and then they made it. They either stuck with it or improved on other areas that were lacking in Seven. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's yeah, it it's hard to like. Because I could gush and like really get into like why it's so amazing, but it it, it just treats yourself. That's what Resident Evil Eight. It's a treat for horror fans. Yeah, absolutely. And especially Easily, probably going to be the best horror game of 2021. Probably can't confirm it yet, but probably. Well, I isn't it the only horror game in 2021? Only one announced. Yeah. There could be others around the corner. It happens. 
Yeah. You know, October is not a bad time to drop a game. So. Well, what about that one game Microsoft announced where it was like it had like Prometheus vibes to it as like a first person where like you're in this kind of creepy alien environment. Uh I don't know if you remember it. I forget what it's called, but uh it had the same artist who did Prometheus. Anyway, I don't want to spend too much time on that. But yeah, let, let's just assume Resident Evil 8 is the only, you know, horror game that's coming out. You're saying uh, it's an Xbox exclusive, correct? Yeah. I don't remember. Martha is dead, the medium. I think that's what it is, the medium. It's either that or something else. Uh, it's first person. It's a first person shooter. So well, Apparently, um, I didn't even know this. They're bringing back the Outlast Trials. That'll be interesting. Yeah, um... Outlast is terrifying. Yeah, if Outlast, there's Outlast's trials. Are you sure you don't out. mean Returnal? Because that sounded like the Prometheus stuff you were talking no, no, about. No, 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 no. Uh, it's it's a first. Uh, Returnal is not first person. Oh, Scorn. Scorn. There you go. That's, that's what it's the called. The one you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Scorn. So I don't know if that's horror. That looks like it is. Sci-fi it's sci-fi horror. horror. Yeah. It so um, if that doesn't, if that comes out this year, I mean, who knows? I mean, we all know that Resident Evil Eight Village is the game that everybody's anticipating this year in terms of horror games um wow so this game's really coming out 2021 yeah Uh, i'll give everyone a short little uh description of it uh scorn uses sexually charged imagery to disturb players a technique seen in similar media like the alien franchise scorn is otherwise a first person shooter that has players exploring a grotesque alien world uh Sounds like a hell of a ride. I still don't think it'll beat our big boy, Resident Evil 8, but I think Scorn will be really interesting to check out at some point. Yeah, definitely. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just glad we're getting more horror games. I mean, a few years ago, horror games were on the decline, so I'm glad they're making uh, the rising up again and coming back. But uh, going back to Resident Evil 8, like you, I'm going to, I mean, you're exactly right. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. This game looks, feels incredible. Um, I mean, the, the the when I say feel, I mean the horror aspect to it. Um, I haven't. We've seen the demo. Uh, I, if you guys haven't seen it, you should definitely go check it out. Um, it's it's terrifying. Um, I will say that they didn't really get too much into the story. They really delved into the characters and the characters that we're going to be fighting against and interacting with. Um, I would say that Resident Evil 8 is just basically taking the foundation that was laid with Resident Evil 7 and just slightly expanding on it, Um, putting it in a new setting, giving you new characters, more frightening, more creepy characters, um, and adding things that are that would would have been beneficial to the first game, like buying uh, ammunition and items from vendors, uh, you know, and basically crafting. Apparently, they're introducing crafting into this game, but I thought it was always in Resident Evil, no? Uh, It always has been, but I think for 7, it was more about healing items. Right. Okay, well, I... uh, yeah, it's probably more about healing items and herbs and stuff. But uh, yeah, the game looks incredible. I'm de- we're definitely going to uh, check that out. Uh, I will say the showcase as a whole, though, did not... They really... Capcom really didn't need to do a showcase. They could have just done a... What is it? A developer walkthrough and leave it at that. Because they did a showcase and the main focus was Resident Evil 8. But they branched out and talked about 
other things that were resident evil related such as the netflix show such as uh this new game called resident evil what was it re replay rewind re i don't know that's re reverse or reverse Reversed. it's reverse reverse so it's reverse yeah and if you I, wanted to, so basically if you enjoyed crackdown for some reason the new <laughs> crackdown and you always wanted to shoot at your friend and then become a hideous monster in a game that looks like Crackdown, then come on to Reverse. Yeah. Because it's free with every edition of our game. Yeah. Because that means it's good. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that is what that is. <laughs> honestly, if you, if you guys see the trailer, I think you'll know that the game just looks like a crash, a, a, a cash grab. Um, because it, it doesn't even look that polished. It looks like something slapped together, uh, last minute that they wanted to throw in there, um, just to celebrate the 25th anniversary of resident evil. Um, the concept is cool, but just the execution just looks horrible. Um, I resident evil really isn't known for its multiplayer, uh, attempts I know, or co-op attempts that they've had. Um, so you know, right off the bat, I, I, I could tell you that I won't be, I mean, I will play it just to trash it in at the, when it, at, when it's all said and done. Yeah, it's so. free with every version. So why not? Yeah. So, uh, what else did they show? They showed, uh, Oh, and if you pre-order on PlayStation, you get a mini soundtrack. Uh, we still don't know yet if you can get the music off of the PlayStation on like a flash drive or something, but yeah. you will get probably around five to six songs from yeah. these other i mean i'm it's cool but you know again every version of the game gets it so yeah so. i mean uh also along with that if you guys haven't played resident evil 7 which i don't know how you haven't yet but if for some reason you didn't play resident evil 7 they're going to come out with a bundle that has Resident, both Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 8. So if you and not only that, I'm almost positive it's the gold edition of the game, so you get all of the DLC. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's all great, um, but you know, you you really do need to play seven before you play, it, or at least watch watch the uh, cutscenes. Cut yeah, at the least. Um, yeah, it does definitely matter. Yeah, I mean, Resident Evil 7 is literally probably besides pt i would say it's probably one of the greatest horror first person horror games that i've ever played uh this generation or past generations uh it, it is it is incredible and i was kind of thinking to myself like as i was watching the showcase like is this game going to surpass resident evil 7 and i think it will from a i think it will Especially yeah, from, like a, a from a gameplay standpoint, because it looks like you're getting more, uh, more bosses, more interesting bosses, more fights. Um, I can't say the same for the story, um, because we've only heard rumors and you know little things about what the story might be. So I don't want to speculate. I don't want to sit here and say that 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 those leaks or those or anything like that or those rumors are definitive. But I will say that I think that the gameplay, at least, is going to be a step above what was done in Resident Evil uh, 7. 
Oh, without uh, a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, what I was really looking for this showcase, because since once they started talking about other things regarding Resident Evil, I thought we were going to get some info about that movie. Now, granted, I have no faith in that movie. Uh, <laughs> that casting looks horrible, but um, you know, don't disrespect to the cast or anything. But that that cast looks horrible. Um, I have no, no faith in it. To the cast apparently. Huh? No disrespect to the cast, but the cast is horrible. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, no disrespect. I'm not saying that they're bad oh, actors. Disrespect. I'm just saying that to me, they don't like when I think of Leon, when I think of Claire, when I think of Jill, they just don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're doing something completely different. They're taking it in a new direction. I don't know. But I thought we would have heard some news on that, giving, you know, given the fact that, you know, Resident Evil uh, it was its 25th anniversary, but as you know, the Monster Hunter movie did really well, so this one should definitely do great. Unfortunately, you may not have seen the sarcasm. Uh, the new Monster Hunter movie made 20 million, cost 60 to make, and those are the people <laughs> who make uh, the Resident Evil movies. So it is a bit same of a director, concern. same yeah, director. Again, so similar concern, which is fair. Well, I mean, if I were to give monster hunter the argument that it did come out during the pandemic so you know that could be a reason well yeah i'm just just saying like there are a lot of movies that actually did okay what about wonder woman wonder woman did great what are you talking about did it i don't know i didn't i didn't know the box office it did well especially during the pandemic absolutely oh, box office okay well i know critically it <laughs> was critically it's, doesn't matter it's about it's butts in the story. seat or i guess streams it's about that game. moolah yeah, it's about um, the money well it's pretty soon pretty soon when theaters uh you know are obsolete they're open where you are oh obsolete okay no i'm saying when they're obsolete which looks like it'll be around the corner and we start going to streaming i think that box office will become less and less of like a a thing and it'll be more about subscribers and and all that kind of stuff but um you know but yeah uh closing thoughts on resident evil village yeah it it looks incredible um they're coming out with a second demo in spring um it's going to be an entirely different demo than the maiden demo so which is interesting uh i don't know who the maiden is uh we have guesses you think it's uh oh i do not i said it couldn't be based oh, okay. on what happened yeah oh okay um so yeah my, my i i'm i'm definitely excited i can't wait uh and i will definitely stream it uh when i get the chance to when it comes out uh any closing oh, thoughts i almost forgot about the big news but i'll say it after this yeah i'm really excited for village it looks so great i could not be more excited for a horror game this year i'm also gonna have to check out that other game we just talked about um i'm a huge horror fan and i think any horror fans out there will love this game whether you play it or you stream it or you watch someone play it, you'll have a blast. And everyone around you will have a blast as well. When we were watching the demo, the car- the person playing actually hid behind stuff, <laughs> even knowing that it wasn't going to change anything. So that's how terrifying this game is. Well, how terrifying imagine when the they person finally, was. Right. And imagine how this game will play when or if it gets VR support. So... Oof, I can only imagine. I still can't believe he thought that, like, he was so, the person playing was so scared that they thought if they hid behind. Now, if you want to watch this, you have to go to the game, game spot. Uh, per, yes, you have to go to GameSpot. Game, this was the GameSpot playthrough. Yeah. yeah. 
you have to go to their playthrough and watch them play it and during <laughs> during it like they hid behind a wall we were just like is this person that scared like they think that they if they hit hide behind a wall they won't be seen which is really really interesting um so yeah that's all that's our thoughts on resident evil village uh make sure you guys check out the demo uh and a quick announcement so so as everyone knows we have the new consoles coming in or came in last year in november yeah and it has arguably been one of the hardest things to get is a ps5 then an xbox then a switch <laughs> um yeah. right so that's just been the, the issue right over the past few months i've been searching hunting using all this twitter stuff and it's been uh it's been a journey to say the least but as of a few days ago i was able to lock in a purchase at best buy uh, for the ps5 so our podcast will be up to date on ps5 level games and quality so we'll be uh, talking about that more as uh when i receive the console and when we start playing more games in there uh Absolutely. so yeah so that's that's a that's a good update Woo! finally somebody somebody i know will have a playstation 5 and i'll be able to talk to them about it and they can tell me what they think about certain games because you said you're getting miles morales and you're getting um miles morales demon souls those are the two big ps5 exclusive games i'm getting there's going to be some games i get that are just really good backwards compatibility wise right um we'll definitely be talking about cyberpunk when the upgrade comes yeah. in yeah hopefully well, i have my ps5 by then so yeah there's a lot of exciting new things coming with the console uh so yeah that's my update nice nice yeah congrats man because um you know i know it's hard out there to get a playstation 5 uh funny funny story uh and i told you this malcolm uh, a few days ago but i went to target and uh i was looking at a playstation 5 i thought it was just in like this this little glass thing but it was a fake and I'm just, I'm yeah. sitting there, I'm literally staring at it because uh, I haven't seen a PlayStation 5 in person with my own eyes up close. I've only seen pictures and videos like of other people owning it. And, you know, so this is my first time seeing like the scale of it, how big it is and the, and, uh, you know, all the different dimensions and, and, and everything like that. And the guy comes over to me and he's like, oh, it's, it's nice, huh? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, it's fake. And I was, <laughs> I was telling Malcolm, I'm like, I don't know if he was trying to tell me that to make it seem like I was going to steal it, but I don't know. I didn't think too much about it. It's funny because I know for a fact they've, they used to have them on display. That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh, when this whole shit show happened, I'm sure they took them away or made fake. I wouldn't doubt if there was a fake one. Right. But like you would know if someone was trying to steal something from a glass case. Yeah, and it's or just even like, a plastic case. It wouldn't be an easy thing to take. Yeah, dude thought I was casing the joint like on some Ocean's Eleven shit, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but congrats to you, man. Congrats that you got the PlayStation Five. Um, you know, hopefully I can join you in owning one right after I upgrade my PC. Hopefully I'll be able to do that soon. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. Now we're all caught up. Now we have all the the systems and we'll be able to you know basically review any big game that comes out on any console right pretty soon really and coming up in february uh we'll be able to discuss so i know camera doesn't ha doesn't know well doesn't have a nintendo switch we'll put it that way yeah um but i do so we will be talking about the new super mario 3d world and bowser's fury expansion to the super mario 3d world 
yeah. that comes out in uh, February 12th. So sometime uh, in February, yeah. we, we will have a review up yeah, and discuss that game. Absolutely. It's just phew, looks like so much fun. But yeah, we're all up to date on all of our consoles. Our PCs uh, don't currently have a 30 series card. No. Uh, I have a 20. Uh, Cameron has a 10 and Cameron is looking to get a 30. Mm-hmm. So all luck to him and <laughs> all luck to him and his future <laughs> endeavors. Yeah. Look, I'm not, I, like I said, I'm not really expecting much. I'm not, I'm not getting my hopes up. If I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. Um, but I'm hoping what I'm hoping for is that when they release the 30 series that they'll release other, like they'll get, restocked in other series as well so even if i can get like a 20 rtx 20 series or an rtx uh you know 30 series it doesn't matter just as long as i can get a graphics card that has an rtx and ray tracing and all that good stuff so um crossing my fingers we'll see what happens um but uh moving on to the next segment reviews uh like i said we've been playing uh we've i haven't played much games uh since the last time we did the podcast um but you have a you have a few games or a game to review uh malcolm that you yeah to last review. yeah last night i just finished far cry 5 uh which is the sequel to the unfortunate game of far cry 4 and I heard good things about the Far Cry New Dawn, which is the sequel to Far Cry 5. So Far Cry 4, or sorry, ugh, sorry, I keep thinking about Far Cry 4, horrible game. Uh, Far Cry 5, <laughs> we are taking on a religious cult, uh, probably Catholic, but doesn't necessarily say, of white people in Montana, rural Montana. And they send in... Uh, Basically, not, not not the National Guard, but like the the sheriffs right. from that county or another county to come in and try to settle things down. And of course, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. And the game starts off a little bit slow. Once you get your bearings, there's all these different cars, guns, the fire mechanic, which, you know, has been in a lot of the Far Cries where it just spreads aggressively, is still in there, which is arguably like the best part of the game. The animal interactions are really interesting because out of nowhere you'll be like, oh, that's a dog and it's a cougar. So that's interesting. Uh, there's two different types of bears. There's black bears, grizzly bears. But, you know, enough about the little nitty gritty. Uh, the story is very much this self-indulged cult of people trying to say the world has failed everyone. And we will be, we are now God's children in the, the order of people. Uh, and you have it run by four uh, four capos is a way of looking at it. <laughs> yeah. You got Jacob Seed, John Seed, Faith Seed, and the head, Joseph Seed. Faith Seed is very much, uh, she's given these drug-related abilities. Not that she's a superhero. She has this kind of like LSD-laced smoke that makes you see things and whatever and like they kind of twist you and whatever and make you think you see things and hurt people right mm -hmm. uh unfortunately her boss fight was awful because you have these pieces of the fight where she's just a bullet sponge and she can only take a certain amount of damage in each phase 
which in a game like Far Cry, that's new and honestly unwelcome. Uh, John Seed, you literally have to shoot him out of the sky in a helicopter in his boss fight. Oh, wow. And then he's just on the ground and can take a ridiculous amount of bullets, which is, again, ridiculous because it's Far Cry, not another game. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is Far Cry is a little more realistic. If you pop someone in the head, they go down. Right. Which, you know, in real life is how that works. And then you have the unfortunate Jacob Seed. Every mission with him is super repetitive, going against this capo specifically. And he honestly has this thing where he's like on top of a mountain in his boss fight. Mm-hmm. So if you find a way to snipe him, he'll get downed and then he'll be automatically picked back up. And that's weird, right? What? So I went over to him thinking, like, oh, maybe he has like someone rezzing him. That makes sense. Right. No, no one was there. So, so that was fun. <laughs> so what was it? An act of God? Like, what, what do you mean? No, it was, it was, it's a story thing. They wanted you to be close. I understand what they were trying to do. It was just kind of ridiculous. Hmm. Like, don't give me the, op- the possibility of sniping him if I can't take him down from here. Right. That's all I was saying. And then Joseph Seed, you can't really kill that dude. <laughs> And I guess it's a spoiler warning because I think everyone's okay. This game's a little bit older. Right. But basically, if you decide to save your friends, uh, in the process, a bunch of nukes go off in the U.S., including in Montana. <laughs> a bunch of nukes. For, like, nukes that he had control of? Or? No, not him. Just the U.S. decided to launch a bunch of the nukes. Um, what? yeah, that's a whole, yeah. And during that process, uh, you're driving, you are personally driving. This isn't cutscene to the, one of the bunkers they have. And you end up crashing the car and oh. then Joseph seed. You're the only one left alive in the car crash other than Joseph seed. Joseph, he drags you to the bunker, hang handcuffs you and says, I should kill you. But you're my only family now. What? So family. Oh my god! And then that's where it ends. Oh my it's god! Like we'll come back and re-inhabit the area, and it's just like, oh boy. And that's where you have the craziness of uh, the the next game, New which Dawn, I right? Play, New Dawn, right? Which makes sense because New Dawn is uh, fairly in the near like future. It's not like a year later. It's like twenty or thirty years. It's like it's like a long time after. Really. Okay. So, which makes sense because with that much nuclear radiation, you can't just go, I'm just going to chill outside. Right. Yeah. It makes sense why there would be such a huge time jump. But definitely yeah. uh, somewhere around a 6.5 to a 7, just due to the repetitive emissions. And auto drive is still bad, but that's okay. I mean, right. it'd be perfect. But, you know, story was interesting. This game got a lot of flack about, you know, attacking white cultists in a time of trump uh, unfortunately that's how long ago this game came out yeah this game came out a few yeah so and there were references to him they didn't say his name outright but they're definitely no way dude you telling me they referenced like a what like a a, what they call him a dictator no they didn't talk about him but just like the people who support him so there was just there was stuff like that in Okay. The okay. So that made sense. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, so it was considered, you know, somewhat controversial to some people, but 
Yeah, I think the game is definitely worth the pickup. Uh, I got it for like $11, which was a great sale. Uh, definitely would recommend New Dawn. Uh, I've heard amazing things about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's kind of, I guess like Final Ruling would be like a 6.5. So not great, but definitely like mechanic-wise, very good game. Still Far Cry. Um, Yeah, so I'd recommend it. Uh, I haven't played the Far Cry arcade yet. And uh, I've had a friend who also owned and played this game all the way through they do not recommend any of the dlc so definitely can't do that um so yeah so that's that's the game basically okay uh where would you rank the okay so between far cry three four three no 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 i i'm, I'm saying like where is oh. this the worst far cry or is this like in the middle so far in terms of the, the worst far cry okay so i would say it's far, far cry three, three then this one forget far cry 2 was really good too oh yeah that's right that's right um but yeah far cry 3 just morally because of ross or whatever his name is Voss, Voss. Voss. Yeah. Voss, Voss, that's hilarious. um yeah Voss. uh yeah it's like three two probably new dawn five and four one somewhere in there one's just so old it's hard to like say it's good okay. not that it's bad it's just really old right well hopefully um I don't know if they delayed Far Cry 6 to next year or this year. I'm not sure, but I know... Uh, it's probably late this year. Wouldn't surprise me. There's been a lot of... Actually, playing Far Cry 5, uh, they are advertising it a lot. So I think it is supposed to come out 2021. Okay. Uh, I I hope that it's good. Um, It's got... Well, I mean, we got one of the best dudes in the business. Yeah, one of the best actors um out there. I'm hoping Who's in the Mandalorian? Yeah, well who's in a lot of movies? Gus. I call him Gus cuz that's how like oh, <laughs> I yeah, remember. Yeah, that's where it's Yeah. Um but um yeah, he's a great actor and I'm hoping that you know, if the, if people if the rumors are true that this is sort of like a Voss origin story like before he became Voss that we know and love in Far Cry 3. If it's not, that's fine. I'm sure we'll still get a great game. I'm hoping that with this new Far Cry game that they sort of reinvent Far Cry in a way in terms of its gameplay, in terms of its mission structure. Because if you really think about it, Far Cry is kind of the same. Like You just go to different places, take over certain uh, camps. Um, it's the Assassin's Creed of uh this of uh, first person shooters yeah and it doesn't really change a lot so i'm hoping that you know kind of similar to how assassin's creed went from a stealth game to like a, a rpg more rpg stealth slash action adventure game i'm hoping that they do something similar to far cry uh six uh where they just transform it a little give it a little bit of variety um that remains to be seen so we'll have to wait and see but um I definitely focus more on performance, uh, gameplay mechanics, and story, which was why four was so disappointing. But I will stop harping on that. But yeah, the games, the game series is actually really interesting, and I think with Far Cry Six, they will outdo themselves yet again. Okay, so you gave it a six or a seven out of ten? I gave it a six point five. Oh, six. Out- <laughs> okay, six point five. All right. Because you also got to remember, I got it for eleven dollars. Oh, okay. There so you didn't no spend a way lot of I money for that. Sixty on something like that. No yeah. way. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. <laughs> not, even sure, not even sure. Twenty. 
I don't even blame you, man. I don't even blame you. Um, so oh, also, and on top of that, we forgot we tried to play co-op on that game, and that went horrible. Yeah, it was it was bad. So it the co-op it doesn't work well. No, they need to fix so that's that. A, that's a big piece of the problem. Didn't Far Cry Four have it also? Uh, not with story. That was the problem. You could do open world, but not the story, oh, not okay. the campaign. Okay. Uh, Far Cry Five, you could, but it was fairly broken. Still is actually. Yeah, I mean, Far Cry 4 was very broken. I mean, it took us a while to even get in the same... No, that's 5. We didn't play 4 together. Oh, okay, 5. Yeah, 5 yeah. took a while for us to get in the same um And then uh, he got game. booted literally as we got into a cutscene. Yeah, so it doesn't... So. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's because yeah. I'm on PC or what. No, we were on PlayStation. Yeah, I, again, it's just broken. Yeah, it's just really, really broken. But uh, awesome, awesome. Um, For me, I didn't... Since last week, I didn't play a lot of games. Uh, I did beat Hitman 2, and I know Hitman 2 came out a while ago, um, but Hitman 3 is out. It's out now, and I figured, well, you know, since I can't, since I don't have Hitman 3 yet, I'll refresh my memory on Hitman 2 and just see how it is. Uh, and I will say that it improves enough. It's, it's pretty much... The way I felt about it is that it's pretty much the same as the first game, except that the the scale is a little bit bigger. Um, and I think that they give you more variety on how to kill enemies. Uh, there's a specific mission that's my favorite where you have to kill. I, I, it's always two people that you have to kill. Um, and one of these people is a race car driver and you get to uh kill this character in different ways and the way that i chose you get to so she comes into like a, a pit stop or something or like she gets to she gets to uh uh she has to go into the garage or something right and you like mess with like her vehicle and mess it up so that when she goes back out there the vehicle crashes and she dies so I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, Agent 47 is still the same Agent 47. I mean, I, I in terms of the story, this is why I, I'm not really a fan of the episodic thing that they did uh, in the beginning, where it would only come out in episodes and stuff. Uh, I'm excited. The only reason I'm excited for Hitman 3 is because I can finally play it all the way through from beginning to end and not have to worry about episodes. But... um. The story was just really um, all over the place. And for me, it was hard. I mean, it was hard to follow because they really didn't give you much. Um, it's more darker. It's more deeper. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. But um, the heart of the game, obviously, is the kills and the way you can craftly kill and assassinate somebody in the game. Um, from, you know, knocking them off roofs, from you know uh you know slapping them in the face with with a fish with a dead fish um yeah they, you can get real creative in this game um so yeah I, I i loved it i loved playing it um people are saying that hitman 3 is a way better game and that it's you know it it it, it wraps up the hitman uh story that they've told so far uh, with it so i'm excited to play it and i'm excited to see what they do because playing the game, I 
I'm not going to lie. Before I even found out that IO Interactive was doing a James Bond game, even when I was playing Hitman 1 and 2, um, I always felt that it felt like a James Bond. Like the story just felt like James Bond. I mean, you have him working for a secret organization and he goes on missions and he's a, it's he's not a spy. He's a hitman, but he kind of the same tropes you would see in like a James Bond movie. You would see, uh, in a hitman in this, in these hitman games, besides like the sleeping with, you know, exotic women. So, uh, but yeah, I'm excited. I, I would give the, I would give hitman to a solid 7.5 to an eight. Um, I enjoyed myself. It is better than the first one. It is better than the first one. Uh, and yeah, definitely, definitely would recommend anybody who hasn't played the Hitman series, uh, the IO, IO Interactive series, to definitely give it a shot because it is fun. Can be a little frustrating at times because I'll set up, right? So each of the the people that you're trying to kill they have they go through the motions they go through the they go in like a circle of like where they where they're going or what they're doing and you just ha kind of have to like imp like sort of try and figure out a way to kill them while they're in that uh cycle and sometimes i would the game would tell me that okay a character is allergic to this or something and they take these eye drops for example so what i would do is i would poison their eye drops but they would never and would basically wait for them to take them but they would never take them they would just go through the cycle and never go into the bathroom so i thought that was uh that kind of sucked that was a little bit of an inconvenience but uh but the game is is definitely fun if you want something slow pace spy and you want to infiltrate uh uh cities and, and 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 towns and 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 homes definitely definitely give this game a shot uh, but uh, moving on, we're going to move into a Land Cable Podcast favorite, and it's called What's That Game? Now, as we say before, What's That Game is basically where me and Malcolm uh, get, have a list of uh, games that we have to guess, give give bad descriptions of, and, <laughs> and the person has to guess which game that is. Uh, it's going to be three games each as always, and uh, Malcolm, would you like to go first? Sounds great. Why your boy face swap with the Tom Holland lookalike? <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man Miles Morales. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely an issue in uh in that game. Which people told me that once they played it, it wasn't a big issue. That they got yeah, used to it. in the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, he wears yeah. a mask. Yeah, he and wears it's... a mask for the most part. When we play Spider-Man 2, it'll be a much different conversation. Yeah, I definitely um, don't support it at all, but, you know... Spider-Man PS5, whatever it's called. Yeah, I, I don't think they needed to do the face change. I mean, it was too little too late. You already made a whole game where the character looks this way. Um, but anyway, not to harp on that. So that was, <laughs> that was a good one. Um, okay, let me see. Uh... We ride together, we die together. Bad girls for life. Days gone. Which one? Days gone, right? Days gone. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not days gone. Uh, lost. Oh, Leg it's lost legacy. Yeah. I just figured it out. Yeah, lost legacy. Yeah. 
<laughs> I figured honestly, since it's that, just honestly that could work for Days Gone. That's why I was like, oh okay. Uh, I've never played it, so I was I. Yeah, that's I, all good. Yeah, you're fine. Um, the only reason I said bad girls was because you know it's basically just two Obviously. female protagonists. Um, you know, but uh, no, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Yours is uh yours is next. Royal Harem Simulator 2019. Persona, Persona Five Royale. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. You know, man. I, I've seen a lot of people Great say, game. "Yeah, it's every... just a long game, and you have to like JRPGs." And if you're new to the JRPG series, Persona Five or Persona Five Royal is a great entrance into that series they very much it's not too complicated they hold your hand for the most part actually uh you can play at a very easy difficulty and i'm not just saying that to say it i did too because the way you play a jrpg series you have to kind of set up your save mm -hmm. yeah no i would highly recommend the game especially because persona 5 as itself is a playstation uh uh playstation hit actually Oh, interesting. So it's, so it's a $20 game without even, even it being on sale. So Royal is just like the complete edition, basically. Okay. With some new DLC and content. So. Uh, wow, okay. Well, because I, I see it and I'm just like, eh, you know, is it longer than Witcher 3? It is similar in length. It's about Ooh. a 70 to 80 hour game. Ooh. But Ooh. Royal is even longer. It's about 20 extra hours of game. Jesus Christ. Um, oh, it's a game that'll take you a while, but the good news is it's such a long game and it has replayability value. So, you know, if you want a game that'll genuinely take you a while and entertain you all the way out, also you have to kind of like dating sims and dungeon crawlers. So if you like those kind of things, you'll definitely like it. The world is very vast and interesting. Right. Uh, I could go on forever. I could do a whole podcast on it, actually. But highly recommend it. Uh, Cameron, if you're ever interested. You know, it's a good game. All right. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever play it. Um, I will never yeah. say never, unlike Minecraft. But uh, uh, <laughs> um, just say yes to Destiny too. I'll, I'll I'll say this. I will wow. I will play Persona Five before I play Minecraft. Oh, then just say you won't play it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this might even say that. No, I'm saying I'm saying that if if you put the two of them in front of me, I say I have a closer chance of playing Persona Five or a Persona game before I play a Minecraft game. That's what sure. I mean. Um, yeah. Interesting to see you play Persona Four Golden now that it's on Steam. That'd yeah. be an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll probably give it a shot. I mean, you have been telling me for years, just like Witcher Three. That it is one of the greatest games. Because I remember, again, I remember asking you all the time, like, what is the big deal about this game? And you would say, it is literally amazing. Like, I, I can't. I would say, any. Oh, are you excited for anything else besides, nope, Persona 5? And I'd be like, all right. Yeah. So, um. Pretty accurate. Even after playing it, it was still. Okay. Very much the game. All right. All right. Uh, let me see. Okay, my next one is not. I don't really think it's that funny, but I tried. I think my next one is funny. Um, okay, here we go. Oh, so, well, at least Tom Cruise isn't in this one. <laughs> at least Tom Cruise. I, 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 
I can either say that. I can yeah. either say that, or I can say, "Oh, this is the real last samurai." Okay. I didn't know which one was. Ghost of Tsushima, right? Yeah. Did you do Ghost of Tsushima last time? Did I? Yeah, I thought you did. I don't know. If I did, I apologize. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I did. Oh, maybe you didn't. Maybe you did it uh, a few podcasts ago. But it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, so that that was mine. Um, you know, again, uh, it's a shame I didn't get to play it, but that's probably gonna be one of the first games I play. Matter of fact, that'll probably be the first game I buy when I get a PlayStation Five before anything, before even Miles Morales. Y'all crazy? No, I'll get I'll get that, Ghost. That Sh- is the first game. <laughs> well, because I've never played Ghost of Tsushima, and I've been wanting to well, get. You my watched answer. the game already, so that's different. You've watched Miles. Yeah, I've already seen the cutscenes so in, in the movie yeah. for. Miles Morales. So I, I haven't seen any of it. So, uh, good. You have you you you're in for a treat. Uh, uh, if and especially if you're a fan of uh Into the Spider Verse stuff, which is I think when a lot of people became fans of Miles Morales, you're definitely gonna be in for a treat with uh, especially because they got his suit from yeah. the movie. Are you gonna okay? So are you gonna play in that suit the first playthrough you play of it or no? Uh, well, I have to unlock it. I'm assuming so. Probably a second playthrough is when I'll put on the suit. Oh, okay. Okay. Go full run through, probably. All right, for sure. Uh, what's your next one? Galaga for Zoomers. For Zoom. <laughs> for Zoomers, Rezo Gun. I'm going to just say it was very hard to make that funny, and that was the only <laughs> way I could think of how to do it. Dude, Re- I was addicted to Rezo Gun when that shit first came out. I still love that game. I actually kind of want to go back and play it. So do fun I. Like, low key, that game was fun as fuck. Need a Red like, Gun 2 for PS5. That's what we need. Yeah, man. Like, that game was really fun. I remember, like, I would get so frustrated when I die. I was just like, ugh. That game was addicting. I was on it for, like, a good month. But then, like, other games started to come out. So I just left it behind. But, um, but yeah. Uh, uh, Red Gun. If you haven't. You haven't played it before. I wonder if it's on the PlayStation 5 as part of like a backwards compatibility thing. But, sure you could play it. All games, well, most games on PS5 are backwards compatible. Yeah. To PS4 or from PS4. Yeah. So, um, but uh, for my last one. Eh, okay. Let me make sure I got this right. This takes, it will release when it's ready to a completely other level. Is this game out? Oh yeah, it's out, but it took forever to come out. It was a PlayStation... It was supposed to come out for the PlayStation 3. It was announced like... Huh? No, it was announced like when they started to show off the PlayStation 3 and like what the PlayStation 3 would be. And then it didn't come out until like the mid-cycle of the PlayStation 4 and then it was considered mediocre. You want me to just tell you? Yeah, I'm not sure what this one is. Last Guardian. That's why I couldn't remember. That's a good point. Like, I know you guys that out That game there, was about quality, so that one made sense. Yeah, but, I mean, you guys waited for... You think you waited for Cyberpunk for a long time. Last Guardian was, like, almost two generations in, in like, development. Like... It was like that game was announced and then they said it got delayed and it was still being worked on. And you heard nothing more about it until like the mid life cycle 
mid to end life cycle of like the PlayStation 4. And it when it came out, I mean, nobody really nobody talks about it. Nobody really talk, wasn't it from the Shadow of the Colossus creators? Yeah, it is. Yeah, like nobody really talked about I don't even know. I don't know the reviews it got. But um, you know, it, it it's it's unfortunate that a game it was that very takes, well received. Oh, it was. Okay. Well, I I didn't hear anybody talk about it, but if it was well received, I I, I believe you. <laughs> um now we're going to move into a segment that we couldn't do uh, previously on the last episode of the Land Cable Podcast because we just couldn't decide which games to that each of us were going to pick, and and we're and this segment is called um, the we're, we're debate we're basically debating two bad games. What did what did I call it? Clash of the Greats. That's what it's called. Clash what did you the, call it? <laughs> what did you call it? Uh, yeah, Clash of the Greats. And Clash of the Greats is basically a series where me and Malcolm are going to debate two great games and basically debate why our game is better than the other, the other, the one that the other one chose. And we're going to leave it up to you guys on Twitter, if you follow us on Twitter, um, to decide who won. Um, and yeah, basically that's how it's going to go. Malcolm, you're debating which game? Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I am debating God of War for the PlayStation 4. Um, and we're going to divide it up into three. Uh, we're going to decide on three things. We're going to debate story, gameplay, and why it's great. Um, so definitely, definitely um, excited for this. Uh, do you want to go first, Malcolm? No, you go right ahead. Okay. So... Uh, God of War. What can I say? I mean, you guys start are... on the story, huh? Start on the story. Yeah. Um. So story first, right? You guys know the history of Kratos. Um. And if you played all, through all three games, uh, the previous three games of God of War, then you know about this fourth slash like kind of reboot of the of the character. Um. It is a very I find it, I find God of War to be a very powerful game because it's a game where it's a, it's about a father and a son and basically coping with the fact that coping with your own, I guess, godhood and trying to, trying to come to terms with the fact that, Hey, I, how am I going to bring a child up? in this world and how am I going to bring them up in as a, a, a how, how do I tell him the truth? Is it good or bad for him to tell him the truth about who he really is? And it's basically uh, when it's all said and done, it's a story about moving on and basically trying to um, move past uh, you know, things that have happened in the past and letting your past catch up with you in different ways um i guess we could talk about spoilers here but um i'm just gonna say that this is a game i think we're okay yeah 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 so this is this is a story that's really deep i mean if you liked games like the last of us where it was basically a father and daughter story 
uh, in a sense. This is basically this is pretty much the 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 reverse of that, where it's a father and son story, and it's really deep, and you really get to bond with this child that you never really got to bond with before um, your uh, wife passed. So it's basically a story of trying to move on and trying to. Uh, it's 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 a very basic story, but the journey that Kratos and his son uh, Atreus goes on is so powerful, especially for um, you know a lot of dads or soon to be dads out there, and um, and yeah, that's why I think that my game has the better story. Interesting. So before I go into my game, let me make just a slight rebuttal. I'm not gonna go in deep. But first of all, Far Cry, Far Cry, God of War, <laughs> which is the go. fourth entry in the in the series. So we have so much built up on this character, who was a phenomenal character, by the way. Right. But if we're just talking about God of War, pretty bland. Very much just like you must follow the way, which is fine. <laughs> I like that. But the story really focuses more on what it means to be powerful. But the problem is there's a lot of hypocrisy there because he was a god and then killed all the gods in Greek mythology. And that is basically coming to Norse mythology and almost doing the same thing. So unfortunately, uh, you know, it's, it's a little off brand for him. Most people would say that's growing. Others people would say, eh, it's kind of typical, not really surprising, unfortunately. Um, from an overall perspective, God of War, okay story. Not really strong. Pretty, <laughs> You see a lot of things coming. You do. Not that that's bad. It's still fun, still iconic. But not the best. Now, let me tell you about a better game. Oh, oh, a please better do. story. Yeah. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake. Talk about riding on some coattails. Arguably one of the best games in the Final Fantasy series. Now remade, reshot, revoice acted for a new generation. This is only part one. God of War is a full game. And I still think part one's better. So that says a lot. Basically, to give a, a brief description of the game for people who have not played it or not played the original, uh, Cloud Strife joins Avalanche, which is an eco-terrorist group trying to stop the powerful mega-corporation, Shinra. And throughout the way, he meets new characters, new people, but he's a merc. Not like our friend Deadpool, but well, kind of like our friend Deadpool. He was actually created by like an ex- uh, like X Force, not X Force. What is it, Cameron? It's a... What? Well, anyway, there was an organization that created him. Right. And oh, due to the creation uh, of. Uh, not X Force, um, the yeah, Weapon X Project. Weapon X Project, right. So basically yeah. a Weapon X Project. Yeah. And due to that, you know, his life was very stunted and changed from a kid to an adult. So he's very jaded, very not much at peace with his emotions and what happened in his life. He has this massive rival who is arguably just as strong, maybe even a little stronger than Cloud. And they're struggling to try to save this city. 
and they're doing everything they can. All these different characters who are trying to come together. Uh, only Tifa knows uh, Cloud Strife. But through the way he meets Barrett Wallace, we got, unfortunately, kind of a stereotypical black dude. Funny, though. But like our uh, like our guy from Evil Dead, instead of a shaddy, he's got a minigun on his hand, which is pretty dope. Uh, and we also have Aerith, who is beloved by the gaming community more than any character from God of War. Just going to say. Um, which just blows my mind. She's basically a healer. Uh, Tifa is more of kind of like a brawling type. But to stick more on story, the reason why that matters is these are the personality types. We have a savior, and we have more of like a soldier. And then we have a merc. And the way this bleeds into the game is just incredible. And there's five of these people that you get to play. I'm not even talking about the rest of the cast who are incredible from this historic game that's always been talked about, right? So honestly. Talking about a day one classic. That's what that is. Final Fantasy VII, baby. Can't beat that. Well, I'm about to. Because I think that... Here's the thing about Final Fantasy VII Remake, folks. Oh, and I also don't want to spoil the game. So that's a part of it that I can't do. Okay. Because the game is too new. Well, let's talk about the title, number one. Final Fantasy VII Remake. That's exactly what it is. A remake of a game that has already been made that you already know the story of. You already know the characters. You already know what's going to happen. Um, so it's just a remake. Now, with God of War, this is not a remake. This, and, and I know Malcolm pretty much said that, you know, Kratos just went to another a realm and is going to just do the same thing with the Norse gods or pretty much almost did the same thing with the Norse gods. But here's how it's different. In the previous trilogy, Kratos was just mad with hatred, mad with power and just wanted to kill and slaughter everything. This time around, Kratos is a totally different person. Now, he he's more of a family man i guess you could say and he doesn't seek out violence he has no grudge to go after um and you really get to see more of kratos as a um his humanity because of his son adding atreus in there brings a whole nother depth to kratos as a character and brings a whole nother depth to the story because kratos Basically, we know who we know who he is because of the past games, but because of this, we see what he's willing to do to protect and save his son. We know how far he's willing to go. So it's not necessarily a character who's just bloodlust, I have to kill and get my revenge. This is a character who who is basically I have to protect my son. I have to go on this journey to do to basically uh do some right of moving on and to have some kind of mourning for my wife and i have to go on this journey with my son to not only teach him how to become a man but to also 
d like struggle with the fact of do I or do I not tell him that who he really is and who we really are. And you talked about how, you know, it's, 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 it's uh, kind of hypocritical for, for Kratos. I don't really see it that way because at the same time, and in some ways it's, he's trying to protect him. I mean, if you have a kid, you don't want to basically expose them to something that can, he doesn't want to expose Atreus to something that will basically make Atreus turn into what he was in the first God of War games. That was the whole thing with the villain. So I will say that in terms of story, you will get more emotion and care more for the character of Kratos and Atre Atreus and the journey that they go through in this game more than you would than for a game that you've already played that you've already experienced that you know the story of um so that's my closing argument on the story aspect of it and i'll give a quick retort so it's interesting you say that so wasn't originally in god of war he wasn't going to take atreus out but a god intervened right so he had to take him on the journey he originally wasn't going to take him so let's start there uh, second of all, all Kratos does in that game is use rage. There's a rage meter, Cameron. Come on. Let's, let's not bullshit here. Rage is entirely a part of the game. His whole thing of getting into older age was to how to utilize his anger. And he does. He's like Hulk in that way. You know, smash, <laughs> not think forward. The unfortunate truth. Again, love Kratos. Gonna have to bury him, unfortunately. Just like his weapons in the woods. But that's, it is not, what it is. that's not his motivation, though, is rage as it was in the previous games. That's my His point. motivation isn't rage, but he is using rage to fuel his endeavors. His endeavor was to bury his or spread his wife's ashes, which right. is completely understandable. Very great thing to do. But to get to where he needs to go, he has to utilize rage. There is no other path for Kratos. Because that's where his power comes from. And the unfortunate piece of that is his son has the same issue he does, except he gets sick and almost dies from utilizing rage. So now we have an anti-Kratos where he has this power that's going to kill him or could kill him. Which is very interesting. Because Kratos tries to help and does everything he can to help, which is wonderful. He's a really great dad at that point. Right. But these are very typical tropes. In a father-son story, dad's not sure he should tell him something. Kid finds out anyway. Dad struggles to get the son to understand why this works. Son finally kind of understands. You know, unfortunately, that's very stereotypical. In my game, whew, talking about different types of story structure, we have a father and a daughter, like kind of a stepmomish figure, but she's not, you know, like that with the guy. And they're trying to raise this child to not only just be better, but to look to the future and understand the importance of, well, honestly, climate and the environment. And this game is old. And it was doing revolutionary things back then. And it's reinforming them today. Talking about the environment in this day and age just does so much. And that's just, that's just two of the characters. 
One of them literally is just about empowering life and bringing life into people and joy and no matter what is thrown at them. And all my women are strong in this game. Unfortunately, which sucks, is that we didn't get to see Kratos' wife, who was a very strong woman and who was forged that blade that Kratos uses. But we never really got to see her be strong. That is the one issue when every God of War game, we don't really get to see physically strong women. We get to see manipulative women. The unfortunate truth, or just having sex with women. That's just kind of what God of War does. The unfortunate truth. So, my game's a bit more empowering in that area. But, you know, God of War's still a good game. Nothing wrong with it. Just, you know, a few things. All right, well... The question is, what do you guys think in terms of the story? Uh, we're going to leave the story section. We'll let you guys decide who won that section, whether it was story. Uh, wh which game won uh, that section? Now we're going to move on to gameplay. Uh, do you want to take gameplay first, or do you want me to take it? I'll take gameplay first. All right. So let's start with this. So to start is we have five playable characters with varying different abilities. Cloudstripe uses a large blade in magic, and magic is in the form of these little crystal balls that go inside of his sword. And he also has different weapons as well, but he, he mostly utilizes this one large sword, the Buster Sword. You have Barrett Wallace. Obviously, he has a, a large minigun on his hand, which obviously gives you a lot of different types of gun aspects, but even one large blade melee weapon as well. You have Tifa, who is a very hand-to-hand -hand combat kind of character and uses a type of brass knuckles in a sense. We have a brawler type. Then we have Aerith, who is just you know the goddess of the game, basically. Uh, she is more staff magic user, so she can do a lot of ranged attacks. And then we have a guest character who is red uh, 13, who is kind of like a, a large puma looking cat kind of a thing with a fire tail who uses magic and similar brawling tactics to Tifa, but obviously from a cat perspective. So we have five different characters who are doing five completely different moves and you can switch between each of them in all of the battles. I mean, the variability with doing combos with two different characters and trying to like combine them all to do a special attack. I mean, it, the gameplay is just immense so much variety i couldn't believe what you could do and that's the one thing that kind of sucks when talking about this versus god of war the god of war has some great gameplay but we only got really two characters and one shoots a bow and one slices people but the combos are the shit i will not fuck with that they are amazing but it is not as much variety as five different characters i'll leave it short like that okay uh, fine speech. I will say that <clears throat> the reason why I think God of War is better is because number one, let's face it, people, God of War is known for its gameplay. I mean, other games have other games like Darksiders, Dante's Inferno, and many more have tried to copy God of War's style of gameplay and its brutality. God of War. Is, is an experience, it's gameplay is an experience that you can't really find anywhere else. I mean, 
you talk about Kratos's axe, Kratos's blades of Olympus. So the simple fact that Kratos, when he fights an enemy, not only does he uh, tear like he tears them apart with the blades, but he also beats his enemies with his bare hands. And I'm not talking about you know humans or anything. I'm talking about monsters. And I will say that having Atreus there to help you is a nice addition. He doesn't get too much in the way. The developers were really smart into letting Kratos shine and having Atreus, Atreus there as backup similar to Ellie. Um, and I love the fact that you can literally throw an axe and be like Thor and then call that axe back to you and feel like a beast. I will also say that the level of epicness and just awe-inspiring action set pieces that rivals even the likes of Uncharted, where you can literally fight on a world serpent and have an epic boss battle on a world serpent. I mean, you can literally fight other gods and, ha and have the freaking world crumble, the ground start to crumble and cave in. And pick up a tree and and start hitting it at somebody i mean we're talking epic levels of action that you an experience that you can't have anywhere else now granted with final fantasy sure it has great action it has all these different characters these different move sets but we can get final fantasy isn't the only experience where you can have gameplay like final fantasy 7 remake specifically isn't the only game where you can have that you have that in other final fantasy games whereas with god of war the remake uh, the, the the reboot i mean god of war is known for you being able to climb on you know titans and everything but you have never seen it like this before to where i mean it's memorable it's really memorable and God of War is known for its boss fights and the boss fights in God of War are amazing and they are memorable and people talk about it till this day. I don't really see people talk about boss fights in Final Fantasy 7 remake like that, but that's just me. Maybe it's true. I don't know, but that's what I'll say um, in terms of uh, God of War's gameplay. You can't, in short, you can't really find it anywhere else in an IP can't find this is my retort you can't find hack and slash in any other ip the at scale. the end of the day at the, the end of the day it's a hack and slash game it is my game actually takes a little bit more skill and understanding i love god of war i am not trying to shit on it but it is at base a hack and slash game and i'm glad they have you know the combo piece make helps for sure uh, the other big problem with God of War is you cannot play as Atreus. You, he is just there to assist. Well, that's not like that. That's, a, but not that. That's a bad thing. It's just another aspect of gameplay that I feel we miss out on. It would have been something that I think would have really heightened the experience and understanding what it's like to be in the shoes of Atreus at that time. We were very much playing from the perspective of Kratos, which you know, of course, that's the game. But having the son there, I was really interested to feel out him because we had to upgrade his abilities. So it was weird not being able to. Well, you can point and like he'll shoot at it. That's like the extent with him. Third of all, first of all, <laughs> third and first of all, 
Final Fantasy VII Remake has the best gameplay of any Final Fantasy game ever fucking made. It just does. It puts them all to shame. <laughs> all of them. And the jaw-dropping comparisons from the original to the new are genuinely mind-blowing. Because I started playing the seven before I played Remake. And then I was like, damn, it crawls on the ceiling? <laughs> like, the things they changed to make these boss fights ten times more epic in such a cinematic game. And so is God of War. My gosh. Let me just give a second to give it a for God of War. They took a drastic change, drastic measure to actually change the gameplay style to fit a, um, a more cinematic experience. And it paid off for sure. But Final Fantasy VII has been known for a cinematic experience for quite some time. So they have a little bit more experience in that area and it really shows in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Especially considering this is only part one, baby. Part one. Whew. There's only more coming. I would just but, like to yeah, say, sure. yeah, I, I would just like to say, and this will be my closing argument on uh, the gameplay part of it. I would just like to say that Goss, you, you keep saying that this is only part one. Remember, God of War also has a part two coming out called Ragnarok. And it's not called part two, it's a different game. See, that's how massive my game is. This is the part you keep forgetting. This game is so huge, they can't bring it out all at once. It's just the fact of the matter. Or they just God couldn't finish it and put it all in, in a part one. They just not even could. the case. That's how long the game is. God of War is about the same length of Final Fantasy VII Remake. So, just saying. Well, here's what I'll say about the gameplay. Either you want to have an experience in Final Fantasy VII Remake that you can have in other Final Fantasy games and maybe other action-adventure games, or you can stick to God of War and play God of War and have an and have your jaw dropped by fighting larger than life creatures and ripping them to shreds and being brutal and just being unapologetically awesome at doing it. Um and also being able to uh have cinematic jaw dropping experiences uh while playing this game that you cannot find anywhere else on the scale that god of war provides um so that's my closing argument for that oh you're right about that man it's just i i don't think you know a lot about seven remake i don't there, there are some <laughs> I don't. incredible cinematic scenes with some incredible larger than live bosses there are actually fights that you have to fight on the freeway like some of this stuff is insane how big things are how explosive things are Shit, you fight on the moon. So, I mean, there's okay, just I insane stuff happening. <laughs> I didn't know you could like, fight on the moon. Like I said, you keep talking like nowhere else. Like, dude, this game has insane fights with insane monsters. That's why you have to have different variation types. Shit, you have to fight a house, Cameron. You have to fight a house, and the house is hard to beat. Jesus. Arguably, one of the hardest fights in the game is a house. Not creative you have to be for a house to be difficult. Very, very. Just saying. So, All right. well, I love God of War. Like I said, this this debate is not to shit on the game. This is just to talk about which game is better. Both, Both of these games, games are, are titans. Yeah. So it's not even a question. Um. 
Uh, well, that's going to do it for the gameplay sections. And we're basically going to do the third section, which is uh, why why the game is great. Um, this was a, this really isn't a debate, but this, this is going into why we think our respective games are great. And I think um, we've pretty much said it already, but I'll just reiterate to close out uh, is that my my game is great because it took a great character and took what was already established in the previous God of War games and completely transformed it into something new and something exciting and actually grounded Kratos to where he had more depth to him and wasn't just a, a raging uh, a person for vengeance and wasn't out to kill gods. This is a simple guy who just wanted to spread his wife ashes like um like malcolm said and uh you have a really close relationship with his uh son who really wants to impress his father and really wants to honor his mother and it's it's just it's a story of a father and a son just trying to get to know each other and trying to bond and it's a really powerful story that you don't really see a lot in video games um and i think that santa monica studios did a wonderful job with giving us something like that in terms of the story but also transforming the uh violence and the and the and the mayhem that you're used to seeing in the previous god of war games and completely doing something new with it and even though it's new it's it's not something that's bad it's something that's completely refreshing and fun and uh, that's why God of War is an incredible, incredible PlayStation 4 game. Probably uh, the best PlayStation 4 game that came out on the console. Uh, for my closing statement, basically. Final Fantasy VII was a classic before even Final Fantasy VII Remake came to be. Final Fantasy VII Remake is a game like no other with a story that has been talked about, retweeted, ranted about, YouTube, podcast, you name it. Been talked about for years. And the remake will do nothing short of the same, if not more. Game is a classic. It will be thought of forever, especially considering the game is so big, there's going to be three parts. And each part is game length for most games. Not there's not a lot of game series that can pull that off. That's it. All right, guys. Well, you heard it from both of us. You heard us debate. Let us know what you guys think at Jones Bros Six on Twitter. Um, I'm gonna put a poll out, and you guys let me know what you guys think. Um, well, let us know what you guys think, and uh, you know we, we're definitely gonna try and do this every podcast episode. Where we debate which uh, great game is better. Sometimes we'll do great games. Sometimes we'll debate worse games. Um, so you guys will just have to stay tuned for that. We hope you guys enjoyed that, uh, segment because we plan on, uh, doing it, doing it every single episode. Uh, but moving on to the last, last segment of the podcast today, uh, we're going to be talking about topics as we always in the podcast on topics that are going on in the gaming industry right now. And the first topic that we are going to be discussing. So apparently Rockstar uh, has high are basically hiring people to basically they're coming out with like a new NPC patent 
It says a new patent filed by Rockstar Games parent company Take Two suggests that the studio is looking into new gameplay systems to increase the situational awareness of NPCs. Now, I took that as a stab at Cyberpunk because for a while we thought that Cyberpunk was going to be was going to revolutionize NPCs and it turns out they didn't, but Rockstar is clearly trying to revolutionize NPCs again. I mean, that's what they're known for, their NPCs. Um, so it's going to be real interesting. And I'm guessing this is for GTA 6. It's going to be weird. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what, what, how they revolutionize NPCs again, pretty much. Um, you know, so because we already know they're in, they're in development of GTA 6. Uh, how far into development, we don't know. But uh, yeah, what do you think about this, Malcolm? The NPC um, patent that they that they're releasing, that they're coming out with. It's definitely a big deal. I mean, basically, they're playing chess with themselves because they're already the kings of NPCs at this point. Right. I mean, Red Dead 2 is a great example. Arguably, some of the most responsive NPCs I've ever seen. And with something like this, uh, the only concern is that we're talking about an, a game that always has to be online, that it has to connect to a server. Absolutely. Because the problem with doing something like this is you need the hardware. It's not about the software anymore. So if they cloud stream it, it'll work. So it's basically asking how willing are you to play a game that's always online? And I think they're more comfortable with that due to the success of GTA Online. Absolutely. I'm for it because I'm really interested, but I'm not sure how I feel about a game that's always going to be online. But I would like my NPCs a bit smarter understanding that hey maybe i can't go through there <laughs> would be nice yeah but you know it it is a good idea i'm interested to see what they do but i'm not sure i feel about a game that's always online absolutely absolutely well if anybody could revolutionize npcs in the open world genre it's definitely rockstar because they've been doing it for years so uh yeah uh we'll have to wait and see on that but uh moving on to the next topic here so on this past Friday, uh, Microsoft came out and they basically said that they're going to increase the price of their Xbox Live Gold membership. And just to give you guys a rundown of, I wonder how well that went. <laughs> well, just to give, just to give you guys a rundown of what the prices were and what they were going to be. So for one month. Uh, Xbox Live Gold was ten dollars. They were going to raise it to eleven dollars. For three months, it was going to it was already twenty five. They were going to raise it to thirty. Six months, forty dollars. They were going to raise it to sixty dollars. Twelve months was going to be sixty. They were going to raise it to one twenty. And uh, as you might expect, that didn't uh, go over so well uh, with the people who own an Xbox and and pay for the service. Um, there was a huge uproar uh in uh on twitter and on social media and people i mean going so far as to say that xbox players were going to switch to playstation plus they were going to switch to pc all that jazz and i would first of all before i get to into what happened were you, did you know about this before friday or, or no, i mean i'm sorry before the podcast like did you know about uh did you know about this that they were going to increase like what was your reaction to it Definitely heard it. Um, personally, I stopped caring about Xbox Live um, as an Xbox player. Xbox Live was always kind of, well, bullshit. Right. Um, personally, it 
it never really offered the same as PlayStation Plus until a couple of years ago. So now it was better, but I still felt it wasn't really as great, especially because it was just following in the footsteps of PlayStation. And then they had the nerve to raise the price. Woof. That's ugly. And then they had to drop it back to the regular price. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's heartening. I mean, it just hurts them more than anything. Because yeah. Game Pass is their gold pass. That's because there's Game Pass Ultimate. And it's interesting that they would raise the price of gold, but not raise the price of Game Pass Ultimate. It would make more sense that they raise the price of Ultimate than actual gold itself. Absolutely. So they they really didn't think that one through. Yeah, and they had to issue an apology, basically letting gamers know that, you know, whoa, we heard you. You know, the typical PR, PR yeah, stuff. Yeah. Oh, we heard you, and you're right. This isn't... They knew this wasn't this wasn't going to go over well. I, I mean, I think personally that they... People were saying that they did this to push people over into Game Pass, which is probably the, you know, the reason why they did it. Um, I think, do you think this has anything to do with like them trying to gain the money back that they spent on buying uh, Zenimax or Bethesda pretty much? Uh, uh, I don't know if it's a direct correlation. I mean, look at Disney when they bought Star Wars. Yeah. They made their money back like fully in four years. But do Which you think this will justify? They're they're trying to justify the price hike with well, saying, "Hey, justi- we- well, is oh, that what they were saying? They're they're doing this to justify." No, 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 I mean, I'm, just, I- I'm just putting this in my own words. I'm saying, do you think they're justifying the price hike? Saying, "Well, now we have all these franchises. Like, we got to increase the price. Like, we have all these." I new- think their big thing is that Xbox games have not increased past fifty nine ninety nine. Right. So I think this is their way of saying, "Hey, we didn't do it." Everyone else is doing it, so, so you can us. use a little <laughs> right, right. So you can get your games at the same price because everyone wants to be even, and this is how they thought they would get there. Little did they know is if you're going to charge that much more money for gold, you're basically trying to make me get your Game Pass Ultimate, and if you're trying to do that, that's kind of fucked up. It was too blatant. They didn't do anything sneaky. They were just like, bam, yeah, just dropped on the table. It's like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Be a little more subtle about it. Well, start with some yeah. G- start with some shark cards, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know? Buy people, some silver from Destiny. You know? People will start, buy them. Start there. People right. will buy them, definitely. Most definitely right. they'll buy them. But it's at their own pace. They're not jacking up prices from things that already exist. So know. that's where they screwed up. Yeah, I don't know. Their whole plan i don't know what they were trying to accomplish like did they really think people were go- like I, I just don't know the thought process i'm sure there was a reason behind it but clearly it didn't work yeah, so they're putting, well they're putting more money into their studio and they you know they need more money to facilitate better quality which makes sense yeah. i get why they did it it's just that's not where you want the price hike yeah and this was it doesn't li- even make sense yeah this literally happened on friday and then the following day they canceled it so i want to you know, praise the gamers and 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 everybody who really let your voices speaking be heard. Out. Yeah, speaking out and letting your voices be heard. Um, this isn't the first time you've done this. You you've done it with Cyberpunk. You've done it with Avengers. All these games. You got to let them know that you will not accept accept anything. You gotta let you gotta speak with your wallet and and speak through social media and let them know what you want because at the end of the day you're the you're the customer you're the people that buy this stuff so good on you guys for you know making them change it and making them change that shit quick, um, 
But uh, moving on to the last topic here. Uh, God of War Studio, Sony Santa Monica, has posted a new job listing calling for help on an unannounced game. Uh, they're seeking an experienced art director for the development of a new unannounced title. Um, so uh, it, it says here that they were once working on a sci-fi game, but that it got canceled back in 2014. And I'm assuming that was to, you know, start working on God of War, uh, the new God of War game. But I'm, st uh, and I talked about this with you a little bit offline, but we're starting to see a trend here, right? I mean, because it wasn't that long ago in the last podcast, we were talking about how Naughty Dog was also working on a new IP. And I've been hearing rumblings that, you know, basically what PlayState, well, what Sony is doing in order to combat what Microsoft did with buying Bethesda and getting all these new IPs is that Sony is taking all of its in-house studios and they're having each studio break up into two teams and each of those two teams work on two separate IPs, which is so freaking smart, dude. Like that's so smart because you don't have to buy another developer or an, or a publisher or anything you can just increase your in-house uh i uh developers um basically just increase the ips that you have and double it up because let's say okay instead of having 10 exclusives now you'll have 20 exclusives for the playstation 4 brand and that puts them in a better position to combat if in case Microsoft tries to pull the whole thing of saying, okay, well, PlayStation won't have Doom. They won't have Fallout. They won't have the next Elder Scrolls. They won't have this and that. PlayStation can say, all right, you won't give us that. We have our own in-house stuff that is exclusive to us that you can't literally get anywhere. And like we talked about before, it sucks for Microsoft because Microsoft literally, like, we don't need to buy an Xbox to order to play those games. All you need is Xbox Game Pass, which is on PC. So I think it's a very smart move by Sony. What do you think, Malcolm? Well, it's definitely a smart move, but you got to also think about it. If you're going to double up on the games, that's going to increase on development time. So hopefully they're compensating by adding a lot more staff to the studio. But personally, I don't think that's what's happening. So Well, they're hiring people, though. Right, they're hiring. I don't know if they're well. Maybe they're hiring enough. I don't know. I don't know the exact specifics. If they are, this could be wonderful. It could be great. Yeah. My concern is that this is going to, um, this is going to hurt development time. So it's going to slow down some things. But if you know, if they're balancing it, then perfect. But yeah, I think it's a really it's a smarter choice than just buying another studio, because now we're getting new games we've never heard of. Yeah. Which is more interesting than like granted love fallout but you know another fallout game you know just something that we've seen you know 50 times or at least five times or something like that absolutely so i do appreciate what they're doing a little bit more than just buying a studio and it's from studios that we know can do a good job naughty dog santa monica studio uh, i mean developers who have given us incredible games i mean come on and I heard that the Days Gone developer is making a new game. I've heard that, you know, Sony has a separate studio that's going to focus on, you know, existing IPs rumored to be another Uncharted game. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think the future is bright 
for Sony and PlayStation. And I think that uh, we have a lot of games to look forward to in this next generation. Absolutely. I'm very excited. Very excited. Well, anyways, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of the Land Cable Podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening to this episode. Remember, you guys can follow us on at JonesPro6 on Twitter, and you can follow me uh, on twitch.tv slash normac220. Um, and we will obviously be back here uh, next week for another edition of the Land Cable Podcast. Um, hope you guys are staying safe out there. Um, any closing uh, thoughts, Malcolm? Just have a great week, and uh, if you're in SoCal, enjoy the rain. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And be safe out there, guys. Uh, Be safe, and uh, I hope you guys have an incredible weekend. We will see you next Monday for another edition of the Land Cable Podcast. We'll see you guys later. Have a good one. Peace.